Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer, Gilmer. 14 here to preview LSU's trip to Oxford. The Tigers coming off a win this weekend, which the offense looked pretty good. The Rebels, on the other hand, coming off a loss in Tuscaloosa, in which the offense did not look very good. You can catch this game on ESPN Saturday night at 6.30 Central. Very interested to see how Ole Miss in particular rebounds playing at home, coming from one huge game to another. We'll see what there was an emotional letdown. Certainly, it's going to face another very talented team, but this time it's at home instead of on the road, and that can make a big difference in the SEC. No doubt, no doubt, and you have a good ball club, especially offensively coming in in LSU. I do think they have questions, Chris, when it comes to the the defensive side of the ball, for sure. Uh, for sure they do, so we'll see how, how that works out for them, but uh, I'm excited to see this matchup. I still believe in 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 Jackson Dart, even though he had a had a rough game against Alabama. I mean, had a had a pick, no touchdown. But J- Jaden Daniels, of course, has been great all year. Even in that Florida State game, he didn't get a whole lot of help uh, in that game. So I'm excited to see the quarterback matchup. I think it's two good coaches in Kiffin and Kelly, and uh, you know that. Oxford is going to be rocking and rolling, ready to go. Is they're still they still have a lot to play for, Chris? This is like a must win for the Rebels if they want their SEC West hopes to to continue. So I expect them to play like that, like their backs are against the wall. Well, they'll have to start by stopping an LSU offense has just been fantastic. Forty two point eight points a game. Ole Miss giving up eighteen and a half. LSU is running it forty eight percent of the time, getting six point one yards per running play when it does. Some of that is is Jaden Daniels, of course. Uh, some of that is the transfer running back they found from Notre Dame, who's who's really stepped up big in Logan Diggs. Uh, passing, 8.9 yards per passing play for LSU. That's one of the better numbers in the league, as is LSU's turnover rate, 1.1%. Ole Miss forcing turnovers on 2% of snaps, 3.8 on running plays, 5.5 on passing plays. Rebel defense statistically has been pretty good. I think the that's varied, though, against better offenses. And I think Neighbors and Thomas have just looked so good. There's such phenomenal threats downfield. You got to worry about the running game. I just think Ole Miss is going to have trouble getting stops here. Yeah, now I will say you got to give Ole Miss's defense uh, a good amount of credit. They really stymied Alabama in that first yeah. half and also held up in the red zone very well a couple of times, uh, actually forced Alabama to go the opposite direction a few times. They couldn't get off the field enough on third down. Alabama was 6 of 13, so that, that Mississippi – defense you know has played a lot better I think it's fair to say Chris than it has in years past under Lane Kiffin this will be a true test for him but again like you mentioned with with LSU the biggest question for me coming into this year was could they find consistent run production outside of the legs of Jaden Daniels and Logan Diggs has provided that uh, he has been a consistent guy, someone that can take that burden and just allow Jaden Daniels sometimes to just turn and say, "Here you go, buddy. You take it." Because I, I need to, I need to have a play where I'm not, I'm not touching the ball and doing everything for for this yeah. team because he really does taking care of the football. Uh, we continue to see the maturity of Jaden Daniels makes good decisions, and my goodness, has Brian Thomas not turned into a just unbelievable down the field threat we knew that he was a big uh you know 
receiver with a good catch radius, but he's turned into a lethal weapon when it comes to pushing the ball down the field. And we know what Malik Neighbors is over there. So I think it's going to be a big test for Pete Golden and that that uh, Ole Miss defense, you know, bouncing back with those receivers over there at LSU coming to town. But uh, I really do think if Ole Miss plays up to the standard of what the, I think they are, Chris, defensively, that they can they can hold their own with an LSU team. That is very, very good. But Ole Miss, I think at times, just didn't didn't get off the field enough and their defense got a little worn down in that second half against Alabama. Well, I feel like I just completely dismissed Ole Miss on defense here in this side of the matchup. But the Rebels do have 14 sacks. I remember a couple of years ago with, with Sam Williams, they got after the passer a good bit. Of course, different defensive coordinator and Pete Golding, but I think 14 sacks places Ole Miss in the top three or four of the league in sacks. LSU has given up nine this year. gave up, what, 40-something a year ago. Uh, that's mm-hmm. been an issue at times. Look, if this is a close game, a turnover or two as forced by sack can be your difference. So that's one thing to watch here. Well, also, too, when I was watching the Alabama and Ole Miss game, they put the, the Chiron on the screen, you know, of the, the starting lineup on defense, Chris. And one thing I noticed, I said, I was sitting beside my dad, and I said, look how many seniors Ole Miss has on defense. Yeah. It was senior, senior, senior. Ten of the 11 starters were seniors, and then you've got Santaron Perkins who comes in, and what an athlete he is. He he was all over the field. So I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't throw the, you know, keep shoveling dirt on on old miss right now if if we're anybody across the board um on either side of the ball because i think it's still a very good team they came they went up against another very good team who lane kiffin called the gold standard of college football uh alabama in in bryant denny stadium uh and now they get to have their own home environment and if there's anything we've learned we have learned so far is going to someone else's environment in the sec at least early on uh, in these conference matchups is tough for the opponent yeah. to to get out. So we'll see what kind of atmosphere that is for the Rebels in Oxford. But that is a loaded offense coming to town. Well, Ole Miss has battled injuries at receiver and at tight end all year to some really key guys, but that had not slowed down Lane Kiffin's offense. Jackson Dart was phenomenal, and then they hit a brick wall against Alabama even after that game, Ole Miss averaging 42 points a game, LSU giving up 25. I'd say that's disappointing given the talent there. Ole Miss is running the ball 48% of the time, getting 5.1 yards per rushing play, even though Quinshawn Judkins still has not shown up the way that he did a year ago, and we're now four games in. LSU not great against the run, giving up 5.2 yards per rushing play and struggling even against bad rushing attacks. Of course, Dart can carry the ball a lot there. Uh, they've got Ulysses Bentley, who's a solid running back who has had a lot of carries at the Division One level. Passing game. Ole Miss's numbers took a hit last game against Alabama, but Rebels still averaging 9.3 yards per pass play. LSU giving up six and a half. And frankly, at times, their pass defense has just left guys wide open against Florida State. We saw it again against Arkansas. I feel like that number there of six and a half is a little bit deceiving. How do you see this matchup of Ole Miss's offense and LSU's defense playing? Yeah, when you're when you're talking about um when you're talking about this LSU defense, it has been a just comedy of errors at certain times on the back end in terms of 
busted coverages, busted zone coverages. I mean, when you're in zone coverage and you get lost, Chris, that's just a lack of discipline. I mean, I don't know what what's going on there, and that's surprising to me out of a Brian Kelly coach team you would think the discipline would be the calling card but defensively it is not there they do not they, they're not a very good assignment team and as you mentioned um arkansas who struggled to run the ball most of the year found a little bit of success uh, got rashad debinion going for 78 yards against some kj jefferson with the quarterback run so you know that old miss has that capability jackson dart didn't really get going and neither did quinshaw judkins against alabama but we'll see if they're able to do so. You mentioned one thing that's Ole Miss 48% of the time. When Lane Kiffin is rolling, it's much higher than that. I yeah. mean, when, when he, he wants to run the football. Um, and, and people misconstrue that a lot. But that was, the, that was their Achilles heel against Alabama. They couldn't get going in the run game and had to put uh, Dart in too many obvious passing situations. And here comes that Alabama pass rusher. That was the problem in that game. Obviously, LSU has just as elite of a defensive front and is absolutely getting after the, the quarterback with guys like Mason Smith, Deshaun Womack, of course, Savion Jones. You got Harold Perkins that is all over the place. So uh, it is incumbent that Ole Miss be able to run the football uh, effectively early on in this game to slow down that that LSU defensive front. But I think there are going to be opportunities. You mentioned uh, uh, tight, it, tight ends and things like that. Luke Luke Haas for Arkansas had a, a huge night. And, and Priest Corn is a talented pass yes. catcher that's just now getting healthy. He's coming back. And then, you know, you got Michael Triggs. So I think that there's an opportunity there for – those guys to uh, to really really have a nice nice day against LSU. Special teams, LSU ranked 93rd in the country, much better than it was a year ago, but still mediocre. Ole Miss ranks 55. Those rankings, according to SP Plus, penalties LSU only averaging 38 yards a game. I think that's the best in the league, or or very close to it. I think Florida might be a notch lower. Ole Miss giving up 56 yards of penalty yards a game. That's close to average. So LSU may be a little bit more disciplined, which you're going to need on the road. Finally, let's look at what Vegas and the computers say. Vegas has LSU as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. FPI has these teams dead even, basically. Uh, and wow. with the three-point home field advantage, Ole Miss would be a three-point favorite. Same thing with SE, excuse me, SP+, almost dead even. That makes Ole Miss a three-point favorite. Jeff Sagrin's got Ole Miss three points better wow. on a neutral field. So add in home field advantage at six, average that out. Uh, so you got three computers that like Ole Miss in this with home field advantage, and the odds makers like LSU. That averages out to Ole Miss as a two-point favorite between those. My gut has been LSU all along just because I trust Brian Kelly to, to win this kind of game. But it's kind of amazing to me how some of these computers are not as high on LSU as you would think. And I think a lot of that has to do with some of the stuff that we brought out in the stats earlier with, with the defense being mediocre at times, special teams, maybe not being great. I, I think I'm going to go LSU on the road here, but I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I was just going to, I was about to ask you, do you think that the confidence uh, in those computers towards Ole Miss is 
predicated upon the just the secondary of of LSU being so Man, I don't so know. spotty. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I'm not a. I don't have that kind of analytical brain about me. But I do think what I see is I see a quarterback in Jaden Daniels and a offense uh, with so many weapons that I think is going to be hard to fully stop. I would put my confidence in this pick very low because I could see an Ole Miss team coming out, yeah. like I said, and and with their backs against the wall and playing inspired football at home. I'm going to pick LSU in a tight one, but I'm like I said, I'm not tremendously confident in it. I think Ole Miss could end up playing a very good game. And this, to your point, LSU has not been as dominant against the run as they have in the past. I think Quinshaw Judkins could could end up yeah. having his best game this game, but I'm going to give Jaden Daniels and that wide receiving core the benefit of the doubt and say they win a tight one. Yeah, it, it's just very interesting to see the, the computers and the odds makers so far apart on this one with two fairly high-profile teams. By the way, if you take the over-under of 63 and the spread of two and a half, that makes for a predicted final of 33 to 30. And LSU's favor. I, I think when I was just making you my good final about decision, the <laughs> yeah, I, I think you could see some points here for sure. I, I, I think when I come down to it and I'm making my pick, there's just that little voice inside of me that says, I trust Brian Kelly more in this kind of game than I do Lane Kiffin. One of the knocks on Lane Kiffin is they beat up on the teams that they should beat up on. But when you face the powerhouses of this league and the top 10 type teams, He's not won many of those since he's been at Ole Miss. They're at home. That makes me a little nervous, but that is the reason that I'm picking LSU in this one. Yeah, no doubt. And here's the thing: there's it, we're going to learn one of two things about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Either they have a they have a coaching staff and they have a mature team that is able to make adjustments and they use that lesson from the lessons they learned from Alabama and come out and play inspired football, or they fit right into that narrative that that everybody's saying that you just mentioned that hey, either they got it or they don't. Maybe they don't have enough in the tank to take on some of these top tier teams. So we'll just see which one plays out on Saturday, Chris. We are previewing every single game involving SEC and FBS teams this football season. Best way to get that, hit that subscribe button. We do a daily show from 11 to noon central and just have tons of football, baseball, basketball content. So I hope you will subscribe and get all that. For Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. We'll see you again soon with more SEC football content.